Welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. As a church, we believe that you're made for this, and God has a plan for your life. Here's this week's message. Hey, Oasis, how you doing? I said, hey, Oasis, how you doing? It's so, so wonderful to be here. This is our home away from home in Los Angeles. We spend a fair bit of time in the US. Uh, we're based in Sydney for those that uh, we haven't had the opportunity to meet yet. Um, and this is, a, this is a very, very special house. Um, we deeply love your pastors, uh, Julie and Christina. Um, we've been tracking this journey for numbers of years. Uh, back with uh, Pastor P. Um, oh, I thought he was there. He's been raptured. We're all in trouble. <clears throat> Pastor P and Holly, we've been friends with for probably about three decades, actually, and uh, seen so many iterations of Oasis. Um, and through the foundation that's been built, I, I've never, ever seen things more healthy than what they are right now. And uh, you're, in a, you're in a house and you already realize that, yeah, no, that's cool, but shout out for Jesus. <laughs> um, you're in a house, as you can already tell, just that, that reeks of generosity. Um, there's just a, a generosity that, that goes back a long time and that it's been, uh, you know, stepped up even over this last season. Um, and, and that's always a healthy thing, right? When we're, when we're not about us, we actually understand where we're about the city that God's planted us. And that's what I love about this series. Um, uh, LA needs us. LA needs you. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled today to be continuing the series on Daniel, uh, picking up with Daniel chapter 3. Um, and, uh, but this weekend also, and this kind of ties in beautifully, this, uh, this weekend is also Veterans Weekend. Um, where we just take a, an opportunity to, to just thank all of those in active service uh, that have fought um, over years and years and years, uh, hundreds of years actually, uh, for the freedoms that you enjoy here. Um, and, uh, y- you know, I, 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 I'm going to give you two names that won't mean anything to you, but I'll explain as we go through. Um, one is Harry Stokes. And the other one is Desmond Ross. Desmond Ross. Um, Harry Stokes was a, an intra- infantryman, uh, not in the US Army, but in the British Army. And, uh, and you'll, that'll become relevant in a moment. He was in the 51st Highlanders Division. And talk about courage. Uh, he was actually a rear gunner at Dunkirk. Anyone see the movie Dunkirk? He was one of the ones that were holding off the Nazis at the time, allowing uh, the rest of the British troops to head back over in a flotilla of tens of thousands of, sh- of small, many uh, times private vessels to get back to England. But he remained. He stayed on shore. And then what happened is they marched his company of about 10,000 soldiers down the two-day journey to St. Valerie. On co, um, and uh, such was the um, significance of that moment that he named his daughter, my beautiful wife, Valerie. And uh, Valerie and I have been married forty years this year. Um, 
So watch this. He was, his troops were surrendered to the Nazis. The Nazis put a pincer movement on them uh, and they were isolated. And he was marched across Europe with a number of other men. And uh, he escaped seven times from POW camps. The last escape was just before the end of the war. He went back, met my wife's mum, and uh, I got the best wife in the world as a result. Um, so a little tribute to Harry Stokes. Um, Desmond Dross is an interesting testimony. Um, Desmond was a pacifist uh, just before the Second World War. And, uh, and yet he wanted to take part in the war effort. Um, and so he joined the, uh, as a medic and uh, found himself with a plot twist um, uh, in, on the cliffs of Okinawa. Uh, and the, and the, the, the battery of machine gun fire went right through his company, leaving scores and scores of men near death on the top of that cliff. The problem was that, that no one could climb up because they'd be sitting ducks for the machine gun fire uh, from the enemy. And so he rigged up a, a pulley system and crawled under the whizzing uh, machine gun fire and rescued not five, not 10, 20, 30, 40, 75 men owe their life to the work of the pacifist Desmond Ross. So much so that, tr that President Truman at the time broke protocol and uh, he was the only man to ever receive the, the Medal of Honour uh, and never having held a gun. The title of my message today is The Crucible of Courage. The Crucible of Courage. Please let me pray and we'll turn to the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank You for what You are doing in this house. We thank You that Your Word is truth. And that today, my faith is that we'd lean in to Your Word, we'd mix it with faith, and this message of thousands of years ago would poignantly nail situations in our lives, bring us encouragement and great enthusiasm as to your word. Father, we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name, amen and amen. They're my two agendas today. I want I want I want you to be enthusiastic about God's word. You say enthusiastic, like yippee. It comes from the word entheos, in God. I want to today impart to you the faith of God for whatever crucible you are going through right now or whatever crucible you are yet to go through. And I want to encourage you, encourage, put courage into you based upon what God is doing in your life. Now, one of the, one of the problems with this passage it is problematic, I've got to say, because there'd be very few people who haven't heard, particularly in the Western culture, the story of the three boys in the fire, the fourth man in the fire. They came out not smelling of smoke. And if you're not careful, it can be a little bit of Daniel goes to Hollywood. It, you can put it in the realm of fantasy or fairy tale. I mean, let's be honest, it has all the hallmarks with the plot twists all over the place of a perfect Hollywood blockbuster. 
You got a situation where what Pastor Julian taught last week, where 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 the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, we'll call him Nebi, and he he actually dreamed a dream, and he asked all of the satraps and the and the magicians, we'll call them his wise guys, but he asked all the wise guys not only to give him the interpretation, but he he broke protocol here and said, I want you to tell me what dream I had in the night, then you can interpret it. They said, King. How can anyone do that? That's a big ask. And he said, well, that's it. You're done. And he was about to mincemeat them all and destroy their property. Uh, Daniel steps up to the plate and says, look, I can't tell you your, your, your dream, but I know someone that can. I'm going to go and ask God. He shared the, the dilemma with his three buddies, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And, uh, and, 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 and so they went to prayer and God actually revealed the dream to them. And the dream was uh, that he'd had a, a dream of a, a monstrous statue. The head was gold, the breastplate was silver, uh, the middle was bronze, and the feet were of iron and clay. And a huge boulder came out, smashed the thing to smithereens, and uh, basically uh, God, God gave Daniel the interpretation. So impressed was Nebi, King Nebuchadnezzar, that he promoted Daniel. So the, the boys are on a roll. Plot twist, he decides to set up uh, that, that same kind of statue, but rather than being gold, silver, bronze, um, iron and clay, it was all of gold. He's making a statement there. He says, my kingdom is going to be without end. First problem. On a plain in a place called Dura, and this is an actual place, so it's not a fairy tale. This is, not a, this is not some sort of fantasy. It actually happened. It located near, near, near modern-day Kuwait, just on the southern part of Iraq. We also know that in that same part of the world probably was the original Garden of Eden. In that part of the world also was the place of, uh, near, near Nimrod where the tower was built in order to make a name for themselves. We also know around that area was where Abraham, the Ur of Chaldees, uh, was, uh, was, was located. And, and we see this story picking up with Daniel in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom in Babylon. And so he said, when the music starts to play, he said, everyone, and they say that on this plain of Dura at the time, it was about a million people, that everyone needed to bow down to the statue that the king had set up. Uh, we don't know what the exact statue was. Some say it was of the king. Probably it was of the dream that he had, as I mentioned before. And so you get this scene. So the, the, the band pipes up and everyone hits the deck except for three Hebrew boys. Now, I don't think for one moment they were like, <laughs> hi. I think they decided beforehand. Their cauldron of courage was predetermined based upon the consecration of their heart that God was the one God, based upon the conviction of their life and the confession of their mouth, they had already made the decision what would happen when the band played. The, king, the, 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 the wise guys reported them to the king. He was ropeable. He, was, he ran into a fury, but, but he had a dilemma. His, 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 his credibility was on the line. So he called the, the, the three boys to him some would say that Daniel at the time, say, where's Daniel? He's gone missing. He, he got his posse into this and he split. Probably is out of town on some, on some royal business or in the inner court and not subject to the happenings that day. 
But the three boys were there and the king summoned them. He is freaking out. And he said, I'll give you one more chance. Uh, Read my lips, fiery furnace. What don't you understand about those two words? Fiery furnace. The band's gonna play up. Plan again, Sam. The band strikes up and the boys stood resolute. Well, he was absolutely ticked. In the old King James was, he was ticketh off. Thanks, mum. <laughs> he was furious. In fact, he said, he ordered the, 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 the kiln to be, to be heated up seven times hotter. And they, they were thrown in with all of their royal garb on, with their turbans, the whole, the whole shoot and match. And, and the thing was so hot that the men that threw them in, they absolutely dropped dead because of the heat. And then all of a sudden he stood up, he says, hang on a minute. He said, how many, how many guys did we throw into the fire? Was it three? Yes, so Nebi, it was three. And uh, he said, but I see a fourth man in the fire. <laughs> and the fourth man is like the son of God. Jesus is not outside the fire saying, come on guys, I'm believing in you. He's in the fire with them. King said, get out of here. What's going on? And not only were they not, the, hair, the hairs on their head were not singed. Their clothes were not scorched. But they had no smell of smoke on them. Dude, you can't go to a good Mexican restaurant these days in order for heaters and not be smelling of smoke when you go out. This is This is powerful. There is no smell. Hey, it's one thing to go through the fire. It's another thing to not smell the smoke. I've heard it said, maybe you, you, you know this too, that you, you ask, ask how, how do you know if someone does CrossFit? They'll tell you. How do you know if someone plays pickleball? They'll tell you. Sometimes, how do you know when some have been through the fire? Oh, they'll tell you. It's like... Yeah, we know, you, you know you're still alive. You know, we know you've come through. I smell more fire than the fragrance of Christ. The king was so blessed. He made a decree. He said, anyone that speaks a word against the God of Meshach, Meshach Shadrach, and Abednego They're going to be in deep, deep yogurt. And he honoured them and promoted them. Plot twist. There's these plot twists. You see, the thing is, plot twists will happen. Plot twists will happen. The issue is not whether they'll happen, but when they happen and where will you be when they happen? You say, oh, right here. No, no. I mean, where will you be in your heart? Where will you be in your resolve? Where will you have decided beforehand that you're gonna be when you're in the cauldron of courage? You don't get courage unless you go through the cauldron. There's a number of ways to come before heads of state, royalty. I remember we were in Bogota, Colombia, and uh, 
we had we had an, actually an audience with the president. There was a it was a horrific situation. It was a couple of decades ago, and the warlords were were hitting, uh, going hard against the government. Who were trying to clean things up. In fact, there'd been an assassination of a president a few terms before. We had the privilege of being there with the president and uh, praying with him. And then we were outside later on, taking some happy snaps outside the palace. And uh, for some reason, I didn't zoom or something like that. I said, darling, just move back, move, move back. I'm taking a shot just outside the palace gates. And, uh, and we heard this, Arr! and she, Valerie trod on a dog. And the dog leapt and bit, bit, her, bit her calf. It turned out it was the vice president's dog. And so we were whisked into the inner sanctuary of the vice president's office. There's more than one way to come before royalty, right? The other way is to stand on what you believe. Stand up for what you believe. I love what Paul writes, uh, sorry, Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Everyone say fire. Everyone say fire. May be found to the praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, the, the, the test of fire is an essential part of the emergent courage in our lives. Rather than being an unwelcomed uh, foreign guest, it is essential for the building of our faith. You, you know, you, you, you know in, 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 a, in, a, in a physical sense that, that, that you're not going to build any bulk if you don't push through, if there's not a resistance factor. Um, and, uh, you know, elite athletes, there's not many of us left, but, I, but, but when, <laughs> when you push through, you actually tear your muscles. There's a crisis, there's, there's, a, there's a fire, if you like, that goes on in your muscles in order to actually build strength. Well, the same thing is the case with your faith. There's a sense in which that, that you, you need to, to sense the burn in order to build the beacon. God wants to take every fiery furnace and his design is that that would come out, that would result in a beacon of faith, not just for you, but for those around you. When we talk about LA needs us, LA does not need us just to be wishy-washy. LA does not just need us to love the city all the way to hell. LA does not need us following every wind of doctrine. LA needs to see that there's a people of God who are called by Him, have a conviction in their hearts that His word and way is true without judgment, without put downs, without any sense of edge. But the love that we extend actually is truth based love. Daniel chapter 3, let me read you this in, in, in verse 15. It says, Now if you are ready at, at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the, the psalmstry, and the sympathy of all kind of music. You fall down and worship the image which I've made. Good! But if you do not worship, you'll be cast immediately into the midst of the burning furnace. Uh, uh, this question is a killer. 
This question's a killer. And could have put those that hadn't preordained the decision they would made on the spot. He said, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Who is this God? And, and, and the boys, I love, I love their response. They says, oh, Nebby, we have no need to answer you in this matter. What they're saying is, this is not up for discussion. We've already decided. Why are we even talking? Talk to the hand. This is not a discussion. They go on and say, and say if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and He will deliver us from your hand. Think about this. How much courage, how much courage did this take? This dude is mean. He chops people up into little pieces and destroys their property for breakfast. This guy is nasty. And these Hebrew boys, strengthened with a backbone and resolve, way bigger than their frame. They were steely, they were convicted, they were consecrated through a power from heaven. They go on and say, let it be, and if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Every fiery trial is designed to fashion a beacon of faith. When, when you go through the fire, People are looking on. When you do it in a way that continues to honour Jesus Christ, this hits the road for many of you in so many different ways. You go to an audition and they say, oh, yeah, there, yeah, there are some parts that, you know, they're, they're kind of on the borderline. You look and think, oh, wow. What are you going to choose? You go for a job or you're in a job and they're asking you to do some sketchy things, what are you going to choose? You're in a relationship that you know is not taking you toward the things of God, but it's actually pulling you away. What are you going to choose? You're in a situation where there's other good things you could be doing on a Sunday, but you know that being in the company of the saints of God is what's going to help you to move forward in the purpose. What are you going to choose? The rubber hits the road and burns rubber at the same time as you understand that God is the one true God. We heard from Peter. Let's, let's hear from Paul. He says it this way in, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verse 12. He says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Oh God, bro, I want to take that promise. What? You don't have to take the promise. It's just true. And it's actually encouraging. 
It's like God, when stuff happens, God's not like, Gabriel, I hadn't figured on that. God's like, chill, I got you. I got you. You, you, you've gone through persecution. You've gone through stuff. You've gone through the cauldron. You, you've gone through the fire. Some of you in jobs. Some of you in, 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 in relationships. Others financially. Right now, there, there's, there's bills, bills, more bills than a flock of ducks. It's just, it's horrible. The situation that, that, that you're in right now. And you've got a choice to continue to trust God. Some of you have prayed, I just feel this, extended prayers. Extended prayers for friends and family. I love that, that, that thing that you imparted there, Pastor Christina, about prayer and the, and the persistence in prayer. And you know, we're pretty good at, at instant stuff. Pray for healing, healed, hallelujah. Pray for healing, pray for healing, pray for healing, pray for healing. <laughs> Pray for healing. Pray. Healing. God says, I am with you. God says, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be stuff. And then it goes on. Look at this context. There's persecution at the same time. See if this is a bit familiar. When evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, you must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learnt them, that from childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise, listen, for salvation, not just yours, but everyone else's, a beacon of faith through faith which is in Jesus Christ. There's a couple of promises, a couple of obvious things there. First of all, there is a promise, persecution. That, that as we move forward, we're operating in a different spirit. Don't be surprised when opposition happens. And so often it's, it's, really, it's really difficult if we've, if we've built around ourselves a comfort-based Christianity. We're setting each other up for failure. There is no promise of an easy ride. That's not just life, that's Bible. There's no promise that there will be no opposition. In fact, when you receive Jesus Christ, when you get your life back on track with Jesus Christ, as many of you will do this morning in this service, as many of you will do online at the end of the service, in about 45 minutes' time, I've got still a fair bit to say. <laughs> you pick a fight with the devil. You pick a fight. You say, man, when I was clubbing and partying and dancing, in and out of relationships, I didn't seem to have any of these problems. You were no threat to the kingdom of darkness. Now you say, Jesus, you are my Saviour and my Lord. You hear hell's knuckles crack go, whoa, we got a live one on our hands right now. But you can be assured that with the promise of persecution, there's the promise of, of preservation. He's the fourth man in the fire. He's the fourth man in your fire. He's the fourth man in the cauldron of your courage. See, God's got some choices. He could have, yeah, well, if we pray these prayers, again, Pastor Christina, we often pray this prayer. God, deliver. 
deliver me from the fire before I even smell the smoke. Like now, right now. Or now. Or maybe in a few minutes, but now before. They're the prayers we love to pray. And they're not bad prayers. But, but look at what happened. The next prayer is that God doesn't just deliver you from the fire. He delivers you in the fire. Whoa. You say, what's the, what's the difference? Well, the, here's the advantage for the three boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They sensed the closeness of God in the midst of their pain. So not only did God bring victory, but he brought intimacy. He brought authority. Some pray, God deliver me from the fire. That's a common one. God deliver me in the fire. God deliver me through the fire. Because the true cauldron that produces courage actually takes you through the fire, though you are not burnt. Not only is there a promised persecution, there's a promised preservation, but there's a promotion promise as well. And the king, just like this city, beautiful city that God loves so very, very much with its incredible diversity, diversity socioeconomically, diversity in, 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 in ethnicities, uh, diversity in every single way, generationally. And God loves, the, how many know God loves this city? Come on, God loves this city. This is not the city of fallen angels. This is the city of angels. This is, this is the city that God loves. When God sets his heart on this city, and can I really encourage you that, 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 that as you lift up your prayer, not just for the, the royal trinity, me, myself, and I, but you lift up your, your prayer over the city of LA. God, save LA. God, 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 move in this city. Use me, God. There's a promise of promotion. Joshua 24, 15 says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve, whether the gods of your fathers who served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land we dwell. But as for me and my house, <laughs> we are gonna serve the Lord. God's heart is, is not just to bring you through the fire, but to use the heat of the fire. You know, in Australia, we're, we're moving into bushfire season. And, uh, and, and that's a big deal in Australia. I know you all have wildfires over this side. Um, we live in a valley and uh, with lots and lots of gum trees and, and uh, eucalypt trees, uh, as they're called. And uh, I remember it wasn't too long after we moved over into that valley uh, where there was a full evacuation. We had to get the kids in the back and the dog in the back. Yep, we even put the dog there as well. We had to escape. We thought for our lives, there was a huge raging fire coming down the valley with an adverse wind. And uh, in fact, the year before, we'd had, we'd had about 300 uh, firefighters. We moved all the chairs out and they were sleeping on our floor. 
And, uh, and our, our, talk about smell of smoke. Our, our auditorium, our sanctuary smelled of smoke for about the next three years. But there's something happens in fires um, where, 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 where if you can get it beforehand, they do a thing called backburning. God is an expert backburner. The notion there is things can't burn twice. And so, so God, God often will, will, will bring us through some things to backburn. So when bigger things happen, there's nothing for the enemy to grab a hold of. Some of you all right now are going through a backburning exercise where, where God is trying you with fire in order to bring the purity of what He has on the other side. The other thing that the heat of fires does, and this is a word, for many people who just reach out and grab it, there's, there's certain seeds that will only germinate in the heat of intense fire. God is germinating fresh dreams all over this place. God is germinating fresh relationships all over this place. God is germinating businesses and opportunities all over this place as He takes you through the cauldron of courage. Look at me right now watching on online with your cheese toasty and your pyjamas and your Ugg boots. We love you. Come and join us. We're missing out because you're not here. If you live in Beijing, that's going to be a long drive next Sunday. But uh, if you're anywhere around here, come and join us in person. I don't need to be a prophet to know that some of you, some of us are in the balance of decision. You're here and we're so grateful that you are. We're so blessed that you're actually in church today. But some of you, honestly, let, let's, be, let's get real honest. Some of you have been bumping along the bottom spiritually. And it's time to turn your head for home. It's time to, time to say, Jesus, I want to come back into that sweet spot, into that special zone. I want to repent for trying to, trying to live life in my own strength. God, I want to reach out afresh for you. Maybe some for the very first time. Someone, someone brought you along to church today or dragged you by the ear. Your mama. You could get back in church. Today is your day, my friend. The Holy Spirit is here. Jesus is today your God of salvation. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get you to close your eyes just to block out any distractions right now. Please do that. I'm going to simply count to three. When I hit three, every person here from the front to the back on either side, right up there in the corporate boxes, we love you. Talking to you and those online. When I hit three, everyone who says, Michael, you are talking to me right now. I need to get my life right with Christ. I need to come back into that spot that I know He wants me to dwell. When I hit three, every one of you, I want to see your hand firmly, strongly, confidently, boldly in the air. Say, come on, Michael, pray for me, pray for me. Here we go. One, Jesus Christ died that you and I might have life. Two, Jesus said, today is the day of salvation. When you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. He's speaking to your hearts right now. With every eye closed, every head bowed right across the house, up in the, up in the, the balcony there. You say, Michael, you are talking to me. 
could you please include me in this prayer? I need to acknowledge my need of God. I gotta come back into that sweet spot. If that's you right now, right across the house, lift your hand up in the air. Three, three, yes, yes, yes. Many hands, keep them raised, keep them raised. Many hands, yes, 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 yes. Wow, many hands up in the balcony. Keep them raised right now. If you haven't raised your hand, but you want to, lift it up. Lift it up right now. Many people getting honest about their faith journey saying, come on, I need to stop messing with this. I need to stop poking a stick at it. I want to declare my allegiance with Him as my Saviour and my Lord. Oasis LA, why don't we give those people a rousing congratulations right now. Come on, come on. Not a little patty cake. Not a little patty cake. Let's pray. Let's all pray. Not just those that raised their hand. Let's all pray this prayer right now. Pray it after me. Dear Heavenly Father. Come on. Dear Heavenly Father. I come to You right now in the wonderful Name of Jesus. I acknowledge my need of You. From my heart with my mouth, I confess You as my Lord and Saviour. And with the help of your Holy Spirit, I want to live every day to please you. In Jesus' Name, come on, amen and amen. Thank you for receiving God's Word. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share with a friend. To join us on the journey of being present, connected, and generous, visit oasisla.org connect. We love you so much, and we'll see you soon.